Philippians, Pharaoh, man, it's good to see you. God bless you. Philippians chapter 2. I want to talk today about the name of Jesus. <laughs> you know, the world tries to stifle the name of Jesus. And not just in America, not just in the 21st century. The world has always tried to stifle the name of Jesus because I want you to know it is the most powerful name in the universe and it opens the door to supernatural things. You can be forgiven of your sin, set free from bondage. You can be healed in your body. Your marriage can be healed. Jesus opens up the door to the supernatural. And that's why the world tries to stifle it. In fact, the name of Jesus is uh, the only name recognized here on planet Earth, in heaven, and in hell. And I want to talk about that today. Jesus, friends, has the power to save our souls, to heal our bodies, to conquer demons. Philippians chapter 2 Let's stand as we read God's word, beginning with verse number 5, Philippians 2, 5. In your relationships with one another. That's us, as we turn around and look at one another. That's your HOA. That's, you know, your soccer club or whatever organization you belong to. In our relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. Who? Now, what kind of mindset did Jesus have? Paul describes it here. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And therefore, because of that, God exalted him. God will exalt those who are humble. And God exalted Jesus to the highest place. Say it with me, highest place. That means there's no place higher. Not just to a high place, Jesus has been exalted. The name of Jesus has been exalted to the highest place. And God gave him the name that is above every name. Say it with me, Jesus. It's the name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. My three points today, the name of Jesus recognized in heaven, on earth, and in hell. And every tongue confess and acknowledge and declare and proclaim and speak that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, we speak your name over your word. We pray your Holy Spirit will anoint our ears and our hearts to receive the message of the power of the name above all, Jesus Christ, 
who we declare over our life today. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. As I mentioned before, the world has always feared the name of Jesus. (laughs) They've always tried to stifle it. It goes all the way back to the Acts of the Apostles. In Acts chapter 4, verse 17, if you're taking notes, it says, Then they, meaning the Sanhedrin, called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. The church leaders of the day were trying to shut down the apostles proclaiming the power of the name of Jesus. We see it again in Acts chapter 5, verse number 40. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. (laughs) They didn't just have to wear a mask. (laughs) They had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus. And then they let him go. And the apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for that name. See, that goes back to speak about the humility that Jesus had and the humility we need to have. How many of us, if we suffer for the Lord, would say, I'm so thankful that I'm worthy that I'm being persecuted? No, we don't do that. We fight for what we believe is right. Here the apostles counted themselves worthy of suffering for what? For the name of Jesus. It still happens today to some degree, even here in the country. I read when Tim Allen was at his height during his program, Home Improvement, he was working on a script for Christmas, and they told him, you cannot mention the name of Jesus. You can say happy holidays. You can even say Merry Christmas. But they told Tim Allen that they would not allow the name of Jesus into that script. Chuck Colson wrote that ABC officials chose to bleep out the word Jesus on a talk show where he exclaimed, Thank you, Jesus, is all I have to say. And the network blocked it out and said, thank you, beep, is all I have to say. That's not that long ago. Probably back in the 90s. Just a few years ago, Franklin Graham, the son of Billy Graham, created firestorms all over the nation for using the name Jesus in his prayer. As long as preachers pray to some generic God or to Buddha or Muhammad or some goddess, there's no problem. (laughs) But if you declare the name above all names, the name that's higher than any other, Jesus, (laughs) stand by (laughs) because the politically correct police are going to be pouncing on you any moment. Because even the demons tremble. At the name of Jesus. Isn't it funny how those who lecture us Christians on how we need to be tolerant have zero tolerance for the name of Jesus? Come on. I'm glad that we are part of a church here at Wenatchee First Assembly 
that are not hesitant at all to proclaim the name of Jesus. But friends, the devil is out committed to silencing the name of Jesus because of the power that name has. The answer is not to back away in fear, but to be even more diligent to lift up the name of Jesus, to be bold and courageous. Because as I mentioned, Jesus is the only name really recognized on earth for that supernatural power it has. It's all-powerful. All-powerful. There's power in the name of Jesus. We sing about it. We talk about it. Many of us have experienced it. There's power in the name of Jesus. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostate fall. Man, every time a miracle took place in the New Testament, it was either because Jesus himself did it or a disciple did it through the name of Jesus. Have you ever thought about that? His name was involved either way. Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, while I was with them, I, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. Now, just think about that for a moment. Who really named Jesus? God, the Father. And Jesus here declares that he protects and keeps his children safe by the name that God gave him. We're forgiven. We're saved through the name of Jesus. We know that Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Peter replied, Hey, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12, salvation is found in no one else. There's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Take a look at this one. We'll put it on the screen for you. John chapter 1, verse 12. I know there's lots of scriptures here. It says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his what? If we believe in his name, he gives us the right to become children of God. I'm so glad that I'm a part of God's family. I'm called his child. Why is that? According to the word, it's because I have put my belief in the name of Jesus. Man, there's all sorts of other biblical evidence in the power of the name of Jesus. If you're taking notes, Matthew 18, 20 says Jesus is present when we're gathered together. Mark chapter 9, verse 41 says we do good works in the name of Jesus. Even at the point of giving a cup of cold water. If it's done in the name of Jesus, it has power. Now friends, you might be persecuted for that. Early church was. Persecution does happen because of the name of Jesus. That's why some people back away from it. They might say, well, I'll just use the word Lord because then it's more generic. Or I use the word God or Savior. Nothing wrong with those things. Don't get me 
I mean, don't back me in a corner. I, I, I believe those are good names to call Jesus, but let's never shy away from calling him the name that God gave him. Jesus means he's going to save us. He's going to help us. He's going to be with us. When we're walking through the deep, dark valleys, we do not need to fear. And that's the name we need to preach. Luke 24, 47 is where we're to preach to all nations in the name of Jesus. We know healings are performed in the name of Jesus. Mark chapter 16 says, These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. You ever notice how often it actually refers to the name of Jesus? There's power in the name of Jesus because it represents the Son of God. In my name, they'll drive out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll pick up snakes with their hands. When they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them. And they'll place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. Man, the name of Jesus is powerful here on planet Earth. It even has power over the physical realm. Every kind of sickness yields to the name of Jesus. Whether it's cancer or fever sore, whether it's COVID or AIDS, it doesn't matter. Even death itself has yielded to the name of Jesus. Think about the lame man in Acts chapter 3. Most of you know the story. Peter said, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you've seen and know was made strong. Sometimes we think it's our eloquent prayers or maybe it's our righteous life. Or No, no. When people are healed, when people are set free, it is because we have invoked the power of the name of Jesus. That's why I want to encourage you to speak the name of Jesus over your disease. Speak the name of Jesus over your finances. Speak the name of Jesus over your grandchildren. Speak the name of Jesus over your fears. Speak the name of Jesus over your addictions. It's in Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that grants us healing. Because the name of Jesus has power. Because the name represents all that Jesus stands for. We know that names were very important and significant in the Old and New Testament. Not so much today. You know, we name our kids Susie and Johnny because they're popular names. We don't give a whole lot of thought to the meaning of those names. But when God named his only begotten son Jesus, it's because Jesus represents all that Jesus is. (laughs) The name of Jesus implies authority. Character, integrity, rank, majesty, power, the excellence of Christ. Forgiveness and baptism are received in the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus embraces all of his work. Think about that for a moment. I know there's high-end contractors who are so proud of their work And they want to make sure that their work, their craftsmanship is top level. Because when they put their name on it, that's what they want people to think. Not shoddy work. Not, well, we threw this thing together. No. 
And that is the way it is with the name of Jesus. It embraces his work on Calvary. The blood that was shed. The power that he had to resurrect from the tomb. And it refers also to the sphere of his presence. See, when we proclaim the name of Jesus, we're not alone. It's not a solo act. Acts chapter 9, verse 34, Peter said to Ananias, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up, take your mat, and immediately Ananias got up. Because when we speak the name of Jesus, Jesus, his presence, his power is actually with us. So when you pray in the name of Jesus, Jesus is there interceding as well. We know that theologically he's at the right hand of the Father interceding for us. But when you proclaim the name of Jesus, his presence through the Holy Spirit is praying with you. Dutch Sheets says it so well. When you pray or lay hands on someone to lay your hands upon them, but unseen to anyone are the hands of Jesus upon you. And his authority and his power and his healing are flowing into and through you. Man, there's authority in the name of Jesus. He's with us in his presence. We're not acting alone. We're not trying to accomplish this will in our kingdom actions. But we have the same authority of the believers of the early church. There's nowhere in the New Testament that it ever says the gifts of the Holy Spirit are going to cease. They were given to us as the church. You don't have to be an apostle. You don't have to be a member of a church to speak the name of Jesus. You just need to believe. Remember what John said? He looked at Jesus and, teacher, we saw a man driving out demons in your name. So we told him to stop because he wasn't one of us. Now think about that for a moment. And Jesus said, no man who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. People are preaching in the name of Jesus even with wrong motives. <laughs> the name of Jesus is going to do his work in people's lives. All that Jesus was, all that he did upon this earth all the miraculous power that he's promised us is accessible to us through the name of Jesus. Now, the name of Jesus is not only represented here on earth as we read in Philippians, it's also recognized by hell. <laughs> Let's talk for a moment about the action of the name of Jesus on the demonic forces. The name of Jesus made devils tremble when they heard it. It's biblical. The demons began to cry out, What do you want with us? Have you come to destroy us, Jesus? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. At the very moment that the name of Jesus was invoked, the demons began to quiver. Man, we're in this spiritual warfare, 
And you will never, ever get the victory over Satan in your own strength. Invoke the name of Jesus. Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 17 for a moment. Luke 10, 17. The 72 returned with joy. And they said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. See, they were even shocked by the power of the name of Jesus. Friends, if you don't know how to pray, just say Jesus. <laughs> the demons wouldn't have obeyed if commanded in the name of Peter <laughs> or commanded in the name of James or John. They just would have laughed. They would have ignored any other name. You can say, I come to you because I'm a member of such and such a church or because of this or because of that. Or, and they'll just laugh. But the mention of the name of Jesus made those demons release their captives immediately. Man, demons become cowards when we proclaim the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus is the source of all knowledge. Remember the seven sons of Sceva? Another New Testament story. These guys were non-Christians, but they were exorcists. And they were attempting to drive out evil spirits by invoking the name of Jesus. And remember how they phrase that? In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. You know what happened? The evil spirit answered them and said, Jesus, I do know. And I know about Paul, but who are you? <laughs> who are you? You can look that up. It's in Acts chapter 19. Kind of an amusing story. How did the demons have this intimate knowledge of the name of Jesus? Well, we have to remember that every demon has a past. They were angels at one point. They had watched God the Father. They had watched Jesus the Son of God. They had been there. They saw them create heavens and earth. They cheered him on. They watched him create man in his own image. Then they thought they could do things better. And they rebuilt. And Lucifer took a third of those angels. See, so they're now demons in hell fighting against the things of God. But at one time they knew the things of God. They know the power in the name of Jesus. Since their very creation, the angels have feared and obeyed Jesus because he is, according to Colossians, the image of the invisible God. If you're here today, if you're watching online, you've always wondered, what does God look like? I wonder what God looks like. Look at Jesus. So the Bible says he is the image of the invisible God. He is the very embodiment of God. And as I said earlier, his name embraces who he is. That's why his name's so powerful here on earth, under the earth and hell, and it's also the only name recognized in heaven. We have what some people would refer to as the power of attorney. 
a legal right to use his name. During the end of my parents' life, they gave me power of attorney so I could take care of their financial affairs, take care of things in their name. I was never Bill Beebe. I'll never be Bill Beebe. But he gave me a power of attorney so I could act on behalf of Bill Beebe. I had the legal right to use my dad's name during that period of time. Man, there was value in that because there was times that transactions needed to happen and my dad wasn't really able to, to connect all the dots at that point and, and couldn't have made the best decision for his future. So he trusted me. The power of attorney meant whatever is behind that person, whatever authority, whatever power my dad had, had been delegated to me. I could change the title of his car if I wanted to. I could transfer funds out of accounts if I wanted to. But I also have the power of attorney in the name of Jesus as a believer because it's been delegated to us as children of God. So why don't we use it more? Why don't we speak the name of Jesus over depression? Why don't we speak the name of Jesus over our physical bodies? Why don't we speak the name of Jesus? Because it is the key to opening up the doors of supernatural in heaven. The name of Jesus is a key to heaven in the hands of a believer. Whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a member of a church or not. If you use properly the name of Jesus, it opens up all of heaven's authority. In fact, you can even go into the throne room of God. That's what the Bible says. God will welcome you if you come in the name of Jesus. We can boldly approach God himself with our power of attorney. Look at John 14 for a moment. <laughs> I'll do whatever you ask me in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything, here it is again, in my name, and I'll do it. I think sometimes we just kind of grown lackadaisical, a little bit apathetic. We sing about Jesus, we talk about Jesus, but today I pray the Holy Spirit will refresh our memory, or perhaps for some of you for the first time, help you understand the power in the name of Jesus. He's given us his name to be used in prayer. He's given us his name to be used in spiritual warfare. And when we use the name of Jesus, it's like Jesus himself is doing the praying. Just as when I sign those documents on behalf of my father, it's just as my dad was signing them. And when I pray for someone, I proclaim the name of Jesus. It's just like Jesus himself doing it. Now, we need to speak the name of Jesus. There's a lot of valleys. That's one of the reasons I think the Lord gave Anne-Marie that word. Many of you in this room are going through deep valleys 
You don't understand the things that are happening. They're causing you disappointment and pain. There's storms in life. We understand that. We're not immune to that. We have to understand, friends, that there are times that we rebuke our storms in the name of Jesus. Other times, God wants us to flee those storms by being obedient and faithful to the path of righteousness. And sometimes God just gives us strength to stand strong in the midst of the storm. But always with that joy, always with that confidence, we don't have to be afraid in the darkness. God is with us. Here's the key. And this is where we need the power of the Holy Spirit. I can't figure this out for you. You can't figure it out for yourself. But the Holy Spirit gives us discernment. He gives us wisdom. Don't rebuke something in your life that God is actually allowing into your life for your own growth, for your own development. We know that there's very little gain without some pain. Any guy that goes to the gym would tell you that. No pain, no gain. And sometimes the way that God chooses to strengthen our faith is to allow a storm into our life. So it's for our good. But also, there are times that those storms have been sent by Satan himself. And you don't have to accept them. The enemy has caused those things for destruction, for harm. And that's when we need to rebuke them in the name of Jesus. The key is to know when to reject situations and when to receive them as God's gift of grace in shaping our life. And it only comes to the power of the Holy Spirit. But as I have said so many times, God is a good God and Satan is a bad Satan. Simple theology. Jesus has come that you might have abundant life. And Satan is always trying to destroy, rob, and steal from you. So that's a good first test about storms of your life. Where the word of a king is, there's power. There's no part of the universe that the name Jesus is not recognized as the doorway to supernatural. Here on earth, under the earth, or above the earth. There's no place where the king's name, the name of Jesus, is not without influence. That warrant, that power of attorney from his throne might be executed among angels, among devils, but it'll have power among men. So I encourage you this week, we represent Jesus. We go in his place. Think about it. The name of Jesus was in the hands of Paul. The name of Jesus was actually in the rod of Moses. If the Egyptians could have stolen the rod of Moses, they would have stripped Moses of his power. If the Jewish leaders could have stopped the apostles from teaching in the name of Jesus, they could have robbed the church of the early power. 
That's why some of our churches don't have any power. It's because somehow they've neglected to proclaim the name of Jesus. Friends, we need to understand, proclaim, and use the power in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know what you're facing. I think every one of us is facing something in this life that we need today to simply speak Jesus over that situation. Not long, flowery prayers. Not trying to understand. Just speak the name of Jesus. Oh man, Pastor Darth taught us that song earlier today. I want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace in your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break. That fear in your life. That addictive behavior in your life. Declaring there's hope and there's freedom. I love the verse that says, Shout Jesus from the mountains. Shout Jesus from the avenue. Well, it says streets, but you know what I mean. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. I want to speak Jesus over my family. That holy name of Jesus. Because in that name, there's power and there's healing. I'm going to have the worship team come back. We're going to sing it again. And friends, I'm going to encourage you to speak the name of Jesus today over whatever situation you might be facing. Your name, the name of Jesus, is a stronghold. It shines through the shadows. It burns like a fire. We need to proclaim it. What's your need today? Is it a personal need? Is it a need in your family? Is it a need in your, your friends? Have you actually taken time to speak the name of Jesus? The most powerful name. Stand with me. Man, you might have spiritual problems today. Speak the name of Jesus. You might have chronic physical pain. Maybe you've been prayed for multiple times. Maybe you have medicine to help that pain. But today I encourage you to take a step of faith, to come to this altar and to simply speak the name of Jesus. Maybe you're tired of letting the enemy scare you and silence you from mentioning the name of Jesus. And you need that boldness and that courage. Speak the name of Jesus. And he'll give you that boldness. He'll help you. We're going to proclaim the name of Jesus today. And I'm going to ask you to do it here at the front. And there's a reason for that. It activates our faith. Oh, the Lord can touch you in the back row. I understand that. But if you read through the scripture... There always seems to be an action associated. Take up your bed and walk. Go dip in the river. Jesus always wanted to see us take that step toward him. And that's why I'm going to ask you as we sing this chorus this morning, I'm going to ask you to come to this altar as a step of faith and speak the name of Jesus over your illness, 
over your unsaved loved ones, over your alcohol addiction, over your fear, whatever it is. I believe Jesus is gonna break some bondages this morning. I've been praying all week. Our board has been praying all week. I believe there's gonna be miracles happening today, not because of our church, not because of this message, but because of the name of Jesus. He's powerful, he's here today. As you sing this song, as you proclaim the name of Jesus, you come, come to this altar and let's speak the name of Jesus.